You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome back to the Lynx Golf Podcast. This is digital editor Al Lunsford with Lynx. I'm so honored to be joined today by a very special guest. Uh, he is a fighter pilot with three combined tours in Iraq. He is also a PGA pro. I understand he's the only one to be both. Uh, and he's also the founder of the Folds of Honor Foundation, Lieutenant Colonel Dan Rooney. Dan, how are you doing today? Al, man, I am blessed. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. I'm really excited to have you on. I think you're going to be a fascinating conversation for our listeners. Your background is it's all over the place, but it's just, uh, you're, you're one of a kind. You're a pretty incredible person. The first question I have for you, I know you have a book coming out. I think it's your, is it your second book that you've written? Yeah, it just came out. Just came out. It's called Fly Into the Wind, How to Harness Faith and Fearlessness on Your Ascent to Greatness. I understand it's also going to be a show on Fox Nation, so that's pretty cool too. What does it mean to fly into the wind? Well, I think the the title says it all, right? Um, you know, blessed 21 years as a fighter pilot flying, you know, one of the most powerful airplanes in the world, but we always take off into the wind because we need resistance to ascend, and you know, our lives are no different. And uh, you know, the book delves into to that. Um, the spirit of the book is, I, I think the common denominator of all humanity is you will struggle in your life, guarantee it. And you'll probably have more struggles than you do success. And the greatest success stories, people you admire in your life, I think the DNA that ties them together is they are really good at handling life when it doesn't go their way. You know, resistances and challenges, we view it as a negative thing. I'm, I'm a big believer that that's ultimately how God helps us ascend. And, and this book is, um, really a compilation of a, a code of living that I live by every day. I call it CAVU, which is a fighter pilot acronym. It stands for Ceiling Invisibility Unlimited. So just like those infinite blue skies we love to fly fighter jets in, you know, our, our lives are unlimited. But, um, but only if, you know, we harness um, the challenges and the energy that comes from those in, in our lives. And, you know, I've broken the book into 10 lines of effort or LOEs as I call them, but basically 10 things that I do every single day. And um, regardless if you know, you're winning or when I wrote this book, it was in a period of real, real great challenge and struggle in my life where I was like, man, I need to dial in life to at least the place where every day I know I'm living according to how I think God would want me to live and how I'm becoming a better person each and every day, regardless of the external lack of affirmation of, of my path. And uh, just, you know, really blessed and excited that, uh, that HarperCollins, the, the publisher that, uh, that put this out there, believed in the story. And, you know, been out a couple of weeks having a, a lot of success, number one on Amazon in a couple of different categories. But those kind of pinch yourself moments. I walked into Sam's Club here in Tulsa uh, on, uh, on the weekend. And it's like, man, you see your book in Sam's Club and you're like, holy cow, <laughs> just proof that to anybody anything is possible. If I can write a book and it gets in Walmart and Sam's club, 
but uh, I've been really humbled, you know, on a serious note to, to see the testimonials that I'm getting back, like on a daily basis from people that are like, hey, man, I mean, literally God put this book on my doorstep from Amazon and I'm in a period of, you know, great challenge or trying to make a decision. And I know that, you know, that this book has helped guide me or navigate that moment in, in my life. And um, it's everything I do. I'm just, you know, praying that uh, it'll have a positive influence on, on people's lives that, that pick up this book. And kind of my last thing I'll say about the book is I've got about 10 books by my bedstand at, at all times and the same 10. And then I've got stuff I'm reading on top of it, but I always leave those same 10. And I define the greatest books I've ever read that each one of those books has one thing in it that has changed me every day for the rest of my life that like I hold on to. And um, I really think fly into the wind will fit into that category. If people are listening, there is one thing in this book, hopefully multiple things, but one thing that will change you forever and you'll take it with you as an anthem for the rest of your life. And, you know, when I wrote it, worked really hard um, on that process, um, knowing that you know, I felt called by God to share my personal code of living and, and my experiences through, you know, stories of other people that I know in the book as, as well. And uh, so, yeah, really, really excited. And, you know, we're all flying into the wind uh, together and uh, hopefully we can ascend to the, to the highest levels in life. Yeah, you've had a lot of exciting things going on uh, throughout your life, uh, and, and recently you've had, uh, along with the release of your book, made a bit of, of news in the golf world too. Um, I know the Folds of Honor organization does a lot with the game of golf, and, and you have a golf background yourself, um, and recently in, in Grand Haven, where Folds of Honor began, you and a certain golden bear were able to collaborate on a new course project. Could you tell us a little bit about your project there at American Dunes with Jack Nicholas? Yeah, well, I love the icon, right? He's now no longer the golden bear. We created the patriotic bear. So it's the iconic right. golden bear and, and red and white patriotic uh, motif. And it is he and Barbara's favorite logo. If they were on today, they were like, this is by far our favorite logo. And you'll see him everywhere he goes, you know, now wearing this logo and, um, so really cool, but I would say, you know, in the same spirit of the book, that most of the great things in, in people's lives will come out of the ashes, right? It's, the, it's the, the story of humanity. The brightest lights come from the darkest places, and American Dunes follows that storyline. It was, um, you know, our family's golf course for 20 years. It's where Folds of Honor started, had our first golf tournament there, and that was the why to save this failing golf course the golf course, you know, sits a couple hundred yards from Lake Michigan in straight sand dunes with amazing relative elevation. And so the, the raw product was awesome. And, uh, you know, I went to, to Jack really out of, you know, it was somewhere with that intersection of desperation and inspiration. And, and those, those come together in exact point in our lives very often. And, I went down to the Bears Club and I told him, hey, I got an idea. I'd, I'd like to save this old golf course and reimagine it, call it American Dunes, and forever memorialize the birthplace of Folds of Honor. And, uh, you know, it was about a three-hour meeting and he asked a lot of hard questions. And at the end of it, he said, man, I'm all in. And I love your crazy idea. I'll waive my $3 million fee. You get your friends, I'll get my friends, and, and let's do this. And, you know, I would say uh, 
the last two and a half years, we've been flying in the wind. I mean, a brutal exercise, even when you're doing it with the golden bear, right? It's, it's never easy, you know, raising money and getting people together around something. And, uh, but I'll tell you, you know, we've, we've climbed the, this, the, the steepest parts of, of the mountain, if you will, and uh, are set to open American dunes on May 2nd of, of this year. And it, it literally will be in a class all by itself. Um, by the fact that 100% of any profit we make will go back to benefit Folds of Honor. So it's truly a golf course built for a cause first. And, um, you know, the, the physical landscape of the golf course, I think, is going to it's going to take its place in rare air. You know, what Jack has created on what he would tell you is an extraordinary site, one of the best he's ever worked on as an architect. Um, that's kind of the, the icing on the cake. Um, if you will, that people are going to come and have a, a very reverent golf experience. Um, but also the golf will be at the, at the highest level at this place. The pictures that um, we got some photos from Niall Young, uh, who went out there and took uh, several pictures that we used in a piece on linksmagazine.com. One of our writers, Ryan Aselta. Thank you. Piece. Yeah. And uh, it just looks so good. Um, it's going to be another great public access golf course there in Michigan that if you're touring up in that area, you should add to your list starting in May of, of this coming year. I know we had a quote from you saying it's a mix between Pine Valley and Cypress Point, which is, you know, oh, yeah. people Somebody hear that, their ears kind of perk up. They're like, okay, all yeah. right. But that's pretty um, bold, but that's, that's the fighter pilot in me. Um, <laughs> it, uh, and I, you know, I just, I mean, I watched Jack design it like the, you know, the 12th, holes a par three and he was like well this is number six at cypress point right and i mean he saw the inspiration out there from both of those golf courses um and it's got more relative elevation than than pine valley does but it's got kind of that wispy coastal dune feel of a cypress obviously you don't have the big ocean there and and stuff like that but um it's uh, just it is a spectacular place we just got the the course rating back uh, a couple weeks ago, and uh, the slope is 148. Cool. Uh, back nine, back nine slope is 151. And for those that don't understand slope that are listening, 155 is the hardest possible slope a golf course can have. And I think that that surprised us all. But this thing is just so big and expansive, and uh, it's uh, it's going to be a test. But you know, there's more teeing ground at this golf course than any place I've ever seen in my life. So we'll be able to mix it up um, a little bit, but um, it's, uh, it's a really special place. That's, that's very cool. I look forward to the chance to be, be able to get up there. You are invited. Come on up oh, early May. Sweet. Yes. As a subtle, we'll like, roll, oh, you know, maybe I'll get an invitation. We'll um, roll out the red, white, and blue <laughs> carpet. Yeah. So I know that um, that's where you started Patriot Golf Day and, and golf's been an integral part of your life. How how special has it been to to mix your the patriotism and the golf elements together um, within the mission of Folds of Honor? Why? Well, I mean, I think that's the goal for all of us. Um, when you look at the opportunity to combine your your passion with your daily work. And, you know, I, that was instilled as me as a kid. I was 12 years old and, you know, I was playing golf 
and I met a fighter pilot, Steve Courtright, Reno was his call sign and on the golf course. And it was my first man crush. And this guy walked straight out of, you know, the, the movie, the right stuff. And I'm like, you can be old and this cool. And he was like, yeah, you bet you can brother. And uh, so I was all in and it was like, I told my dad the next day, I'm like, I want to be a golf pro and a fighter pilot. And, you know, I've been blessed with the greatest parents ever. And a lot of credit goes to them for just allowing me to go chase my dreams and always knowing that if I fell down, they wouldn't keep me from falling, but they would pick me back up, you know, after I did. And, you know, from a young age, I just, you know, just had this fire in my heart that it was like, man, this is no dress rehearsal. And that's the advice I give everybody. It was like, figure out what you love to do and figure out how to make a living doing it, period. And it's not like there aren't some hard days, right? There are brutal days as a golf pro and a golf developer, brutal days as a fighter pilot. But for the most part, you know, I'm bouncing out of bed, you know, as my dear friend, Greg Norman would say, attacking life because you're doing what you love to do. And people will say, well, that'll never work. I couldn't do that. You know, that's a bunch of BS because a half a percent of this country puts the uniform on every day that defends your freedom to choose what you do in this country. So I noticed that you mentioned your initial, the guy you met, that was so cool, his his call sign. I noticed, I noticed your call sign is Noonan, and that has to obviously be a reference to Caddyshack. Am I right? Yeah. So main character in Caddyshack, Danny Noonan, but um, a cooler, you know, the, the, the call sign story as a fighter pilot is, is, a, is a reverent tradition in, in our world. And you go through training. It's two and a half years long to become a fighter pilot. They spend $8 million training you and only 4.8% of the people that start the program will successfully complete it. So by far the most expensive, highest attrition rate of any, till, any military training in the world. And so you run the gauntlet over two and a half years and you go back to your squadron and they give you a name tag. You're all excited and it has F and G on it. Which stands for something new guy, right? The G-rated version of this uh, of the podcast. I'll connect the dots and, there. Yes, and uh, and it's all about knowing your place. And so, you know, about a year into this, you've proven that you are worthy to be a squadron member. And there is a, a secret ceremony that goes on that you have no say in whatsoever. And uh, and they bring you in, and they're like, "Hey, they have your name tag." And it was like, from this moment forward, you will be known as Noonan. And so, yes, as a nod to the fact that I'm a golf pro and a fighter pilot, first name Dan, to Caddyshack, you know, I watch that movie, you know, once every two months, regardless if I need it uh, or not, because it's the greatest movie of all time. Uh, but I've been Noonan for 21 years, and a lot of people see that as like, oh, man, that's not very sexy. You know, that's not what I would think as a fighter pilot, but as a rule – as a fighter pilot, the cooler your call sign is, the bigger tool you are. So Iceman, Maverick, total tools, right? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, lump, Lumpy Cheese, probably the best fighter pilot you've ever met in your life. So it is an inverted scale. So I'm somewhere in the middle there with, uh -huh. with Noonan. But, uh, yeah, I love it. And I'm the only Noonan in the Air Force fighter pilot world. So it's good stuff. That's very cool. So I, I have a, a list going back to your book um, your, of your 10 LOEs. I, I got a, a sampling of a few of them. And I know you said that you make a daily checklist with these and, and try to figure out how to check each of these off on a daily basis. Where do you start with that? Uh, once you wake up in the morning, how do you apply that to your day? Yeah. So the, so the, like the, the LOEs, um, 
I mean, it, it, it's a code of living. So I, I would tell you that, you know, with a 99.9% .9 solution in 365 days, I do everything that is, is in this book. You know, I, some of my favorite ones to share with, with people, um, and they're not all necessarily actionable. They're, it's, there's some life philosophy in there. So the, the third LOE is volition. And so I learned this as a junior in college. My professor walks in first day of class, sports psychology, writes the word volition on the board and uh, looks to the class and said, can anybody tell me what this, what this word means? Crickets, right? Nothing. And he said, well, it's the, the power of choice. He said, every day you wake up, you're free to choose. You can choose to be positive or negative. You can choose to build things up or tear them down. You choose to be uncommon. He said, but understand that the choices that you make every day will culminate to write the legacy of your life. And he went on to say, every choice follows a logical path. And it starts with, I won't do that. Oh, man, I can't do that. I'd like to. I'll try. I can. I will. He said, if you can make it to I will, nothing can stop you. And really, volition, it's the third LOE in the book, but it's the trigger. It's the lever that we all have each and every day. And so our days ultimately are about choices. Talk about some of the choices you know, that, that I make on a, on a daily basis. Um, one of the, one of the LOEs is called parasitic drag. And so dating back to, you know, October, I think it was October 17th, 1947, Chuck Yeager broke the sound barrier. Chuck Yeager just died a couple, couple days ago. Um, boyhood hero of mine. But anyway, so they couldn't go, go faster than the speed of sound until they redesigned the wing on the aircraft that he was flying, the Bell X-1, and they eliminated parasitic drag off of, off of this wing. And the, the concept of, of this LOE is that our lives are no different, and it requires, you know, to ascend, to break through in our lives, we have to eliminate parasitic drag. And, you know, what could that be? I mean, the number one parasitic drag, I think, in anybody's life is like resentment, you know, holding on to anger, not forgiving people, looking at that in your life, but it can manifest itself and it can be social media, right? It could be alcohol. It could be these toxic relationships that you have in, in your life. We all have this paradox. It's kind of you against you and shedding parasitic drag, you know, on a daily basis, um, in our lives. So I, I love that one. It's a, a great place to start, especially as we head into the new year and into 2021. Um, probably another one that, that, I, that I really love that I'm getting the, probably the most feedback on in the book is the final LOE and it's called Go Before You're Ready. And the, the concept of this is, you know, it's namesake and that so often in life, we become a prisoner of our own common assumption. Like where we are is where we have to be and, or I'm going to go, you know, move to a warmer climate when I got everything buttoned up in my life or, you know, I'm going to quit this crappy job once I got, you know, $20,000 in the bank and I have some security and next thing you know, you wake up and it's 10 years later and you're like, what happened? And that, that I think the, the DNA that ties together the greatest stories that you've ever read or that you admire or these people are, are reckless, right? They have this reckless thread to their lives and they go before they're ready. They get this fire in their heart and they just go. And really that's been the, the story of, of my whole life. And I, I, I share a story in the book about this, about flying the F-16. And you get four rides with an instructor in the F-16. Your fifth ride is solo. 
And so I'm in a $45 million fighter jet. I know literally what half the buttons and switches do in this thing. And they're like, don't worry about that, Lieutenant Dan. You're, you're not ready to kill anybody. We're just trying to teach you to fly it. And I go fly this supersonic aircraft. And I come back and I land. I remember I, I put up the canopy. It's Phoenix in the summer. And so it's like 120 degrees outside. And it feels like I'm getting hit by cold air when I raise the canopy to let you know how stressed and how edge I was emotionally, psychologically. And it was in that moment, Al, that you know, this, this life-changing gift hit me and that's go before you're ready. Because I would have never gotten in that cockpit and flown that jet, but I had to, or I was gonna wash out of the program. So they push me, I go, and I've never stopped. And for me, it was like, dude, if I can do this, everything else is relatively low stake. So why not start a nonprofit above my garage called Folds of Honor? I have no idea what I'm doing, right? Classic go before you're ready moment. Why not go knock on Jack Nicholas's door and say, hey, let's build a golf course together. Go before you're ready. Had no idea how I was going to get from the yes that he didn't, I didn't think I was going to get, but I did. I was like, holy crap, now we got to go before we're ready again. And it's just such an empowering, faith-based way to to live our lives i i think it's it's very interesting and and great that these these points that you've made are are relatable and they're scalable i mean you can break it down to anyone uh can apply this to their lives and of all these amazing things that you've done um maybe look back to like you're saying 10 years ago would you have thought that you accomplished some of the things on your list. Were you already making this list 10 years ago or no? No, no, I went in and I, I mean, I'm, I'm humbled, you know, by your kind remarks. Um, but you know, our, our lives are a culmination of our choices that we, that we make, right. And it's, it's incremental sustained resilient processes. And I would say if anything else that this book gives people, it's a code to live a resilient life. And if I have one good characteristic in me, it's that, man, I'm a blunt force instrument. I'm going to get up and I'm going to get up early tomorrow and I'm going to do it again. And there are no shortcuts. There are no magic bullets. And the people that you admire in your life that are successful, that you were like, man, I wish I had their life. I promise that they have been challenged at equally great levels of what you perceive this great moment that they've had in their life. And that's one of the cool things about in the book. If there's the theme that runs through the book, it's like, man, um, all these people I talk about in the book, and whether it's a Jack Nicholas or a Chuck Yeager or the Pope or Lance Armstrong or Ricky Fowler, I mean, there's so many cool, relatable stories that I, I share their fly into the wind moment when they were challenged, when they wanted to quit and how they made it. Because mm -hmm. that's, that's, that's humanity. And it's so easy to look at Instagram and think everybody is winning except for me. Everybody has more followers or likes or all this crap that, you know, we live with in the modern world. Um, and it really boils down to a, a resilient spirit and showing up and fighting the good fight on a daily basis. And 10 years is going to happen tomorrow for both of us, right? Um, but what I hope when people read this book, when they wake up 10 years from now, they're not going to be like, what happened? They're going to know exactly what they did every day to pursue the goal of being their best self and evolving in a way God would want us to. You mentioned a few of the uh, 
the names that are in your book, some athletes, and you've had the good fortune of establishing a lot of relationships with, you know, we know Jack, and you mentioned Greg Norman, Lance Armstrong, Ricky, Gary Woodland, who just won the U.S. Open last year. Can you pick a favorite athlete and why? Is it a golfer or no? Yeah, you I mean, I think – yeah, I mean, I, I mean, it's the the only guy I've ever been nervous around in my life, Jack Nicholas. Um, and I would just say that Jack is my favorite, and I would put Barbara in that same sentence. And I'm a I'm a big believer that too much is given, much is required. Right? It's a biblical philosophy, mm-hmm. and I don't think anybody has walked that walk at a higher level as an athlete than Jack and Barbara, um, given so much back. And they've used this, this pulpit to do so much good. And if I have one complaint about the modern day athlete, it's that they've forgotten that. Um, and they're surrounded by managers and endorsements and all this. And they, they get in these cocoons and they think that the most important thing in their life is, is being a great athlete. And I would say the most important thing is using that platform to do good, right? Not just make a putt or make a basket, um, but using that influence to, to, to do good. And I think that's the big difference between the modern day player and, you know, the Jack and the Arnie's and, and all these people that were much more accessible and I think much more balanced in the, in the art of, of doing God's work and utilizing this awesome stage and platform they have to make a positive impact, you know, off the golf course. I know you had the opportunity to um, be the motivational, a motivational speaker for a couple of U.S. Ryder Cup teams. Um, can you talk about what your message was to them a little bit? Did it have something to do with what you were just saying or? Or more um, yeah, I think the, 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 and so, t- yeah, two of the coolest moments of my life, um, a while back, I did it from, from, to Valhalla from Iraq. So that was really cool. President Bush 41 and 43 were in the room. So a little pressure, uh, working for 43 at the time, delivering his mail in Iraq when I gave the address. <laughs> um, and then they had me go to Wales and it was the only Ryder Cup in history to go to the final day, to the final match, to the 17th hole, and they lost. So I have not gotten invited back to a Ryder Cup since then. Uh, I think I'm going to go next year, hopefully. But um, the, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just say, you know, when you, when I remember being in Wales and Corey Pavin stands up and said, hey, this is the only guy beside your coaches that are talking to this team. And he introduces me and gets emotional. And then he was like, okay, you know, Major Dan, what do you got for us? And I remember Tiger Woods is sitting with backwards in a chair with his hat on backwards, you know, five feet from me looking at me. And I'm like, what am I going to say that he is going to think is worth listening to? And uh, it was, there's an adage, you know, what goes on in the team room stays in the team room. Um, It's so far gone. It doesn't matter. Um, But yeah, we talked about being an American, what it means to represent our country. I've shared some, you know, very personal stories of, of loss in, in combat to put this thing in perspective called golf um, out there. And at the end of it, it was really cool. We made, we, we wear the famous, you know, flight, the A2 leather jacket that fighter pilots wear. And we had one of those individually made for everybody on the team. And so they came up at the end, we brought the jackets in and we got to put the jacket on with their name on it. 
and the Ryder Cup, and you know, it was just insanely cool. And uh, so, um, and to get to be a fly on the wall in the team room and the Ryder Cup, and it was just uh, amazing, and you know, made relationships that yeah, I still have for the rest of my life today. So it was good stuff, man. Yeah. Better than I deserve. That's that's amazing. That's pretty cool. Before I let you go, and I, sorry, I should have said this at the beginning. Um, obviously, thank you for your your service and what you continue to do um, for our country and for the families of uh, fallen military members. It's incredible, and I just I know we talked about it before we started recording. But what what do you have going on next um, with the foundation with Folds of Honor? And what's what's ahead in store for the future? Yeah, so I, t- I talk about to bring it back to the book. Um, one of the lines of efforts is service before self, and ev- every day understanding that God has built us to serve others, to give back, to use our talents in a positive way. And for me, that manifests itself at, at Folds of Honor. And for those that aren't familiar, I, I started this 13 years ago above my garage. You know, go before you're ready. I have no idea what I'm doing. I got no money. I'm not very smart. And I wrote down our mission, honor the sacrifice, educate the legacy, provide scholarships to spouses and children who had somebody killed or disabled. And uh, to date, we've awarded now over 29,000 scholarships, about 140 million out the door. Really proud, especially this year with all this um, racial unrest in America, that 41% of our recipients are minorities. And I really believe the only lasting bridge to equality in this country is through education. And, you know, Folds has been fighting that fight uh, for, for 13 years, and we just see God's hand on it um, every day. If people want to find out more information, foldsofhonor.org is the website um, there, and join our squadron, as we say, make a donation of, of time or, uh, or monetary, and, and we pay that forward in the form of a scholarship. So um, really cool um, there. And uh, if anybody wants to find out more uh, about me, it's danrooney.com. They can get the book flying to the wind any place they sell books. Um, and uh, just a blessing to uh, to be with you. And uh, I hope who's ever listening out there um, understands that there's no chance in life. Uh, you're tuned in for a reason. God put us together. And uh, I hope it has a, a lasting and, and positive impact on everybody out there listening. Thank you so much for joining me. One one last thing. When is Patriot Golf Day? Because I know that people will be seeing that around when that comes. Yeah. So Memorial Day 2021. So most heroic rounds you'll play golf courses all across America. And uh, stay tuned. Some really cool stuff coming uh, for Memorial Day next year and Patriot Golf Day. You're going to see a massive coalition of unapologetic Americans and golf allies getting behind that. So really cool stuff coming in 2021. So stay tuned. God bless. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. And I think uh, praying for everybody, 2021 is going to be the best year global humanity has ever seen is my prediction and uh, praying for everybody out there. Awesome. Happy holidays. Go play American Dunes if you get the chance. Anyone listening, Uh, it's going to be epic. Thank you. I love it. All right. Thank you. God bless. All right. See you, brother.